Welcome to the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're talking to innovators, educators, leaders, and builders across the Steel City. We have the most diversified economy in Canada, and there are hundreds of stories waiting to be told of the people, the companies, and the organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. My name is David Carter. I'm the executive director of the Innovation Factory. The Innovation Factory is a regional innovation center. We're one of 18 regional innovation centers uh, in Ontario. Uh, we came to be because really the business community before my time, uh, just over 10 years ago, said that you know these regional innovation centers exist uh, in Toronto and Waterloo and Ottawa. How do we get one here in Hamilton? So uh, they lobbied the government and we got our first funding from the uh, Ministry of uh, Economic Development, Job Creation and Trade different name back then, different government. But, uh, and that's, that kicked us off 10 years ago. Uh, I've been with us for eight years or almost eight years. And, um, you know, our, our primary role is to, is to support innovation here in the city, uh, the city of Hamilton. And, and that could be, you know, primarily through supporting startups and companies that are trying to scale. Um, we, um, we can do that through training. If you're an early stage company, you don't know a lot of things. We can help you get some of that really basic training on, value proposition, uh, product market fit, sales 101. And then we get our companies that are scaling and they need more uh, specific services. And we have these executives and residents that can actually coach them, teach them how to build an enterprise sales team, uh, teach them about the compliance required for their product because maybe it's a, it's a medical health innovation uh, and really get them to market. And then you know our goal is to build a company that creates jobs in the city. Yeah, the innovation factors really evolved to keep up with the city of Hamilton. You know, uh, I, I sort of say that there's a lot of the city of Hamilton that's poor us. We used to be this big booming steel economy and steel still plays a pretty big part, but you know, we've been a life science community for a really long time. And if you look at where most of the jobs are, they're in uh, life sciences and academia. So we're, we're a knowledge community. We're not a, a, a labor workforce anymore. Um, so, you know, innovation factories started by really drawing attention to some of these companies, but they, they were here. We didn't just create every company that exists. We kind of drew them out and said, you know, speak about yourself proudly because there's a lot more people like you. And, and I was as surprised as many people at how many technical companies there are in Hamilton. So, you know, along the way, uh, we grew the number of companies we worked with. We expanded our funding a little bit. Uh, we organized the life science community uh, with something uh, called the Synapse Life Science Consortium. So. You know, we used to have these regular meetings amongst the leadership of these life science giants like Hamilton House Sciences and St. Joseph's and, you know, McMaster University and Mohawk and Bayer Health Trust and all these big players. We'd bring them in the room and say, you know, if we work together, we could really take some of these opportunities that are coming to Hamilton and get them to the right place in the city. And so, you know, the Synapse Life Science Consortium was board. And I remember there was a big trade show in, I think, um, San Diego that the city was doing and a bunch of our partners were going down to. And we said, let's do a brochure that doesn't have, you know, here's your Mac brochure, here's your HHS brochure, here's your city brochure. Let's do a booklet that talks about the story of Hamilton. And, and people loved that, that they could come to Hamilton. And, you know, if you went through the wrong door, it's okay, we'll get you to, through the right door and introduce you to the right partner. And, you know, with that going on for the last, let's say, seven years at least, that's paid off in spades because uh, there's no sort of mistreatment of a client or potential business that comes to Hamilton if you found the wrong person, because you'll get to the right person. We sort of agreed amongst ourselves that 
let's let's sell you know our respective institutions and let's sell Hamilton. Uh, so that was a big jump for uh, for Innovation Factory. And a few years later, we applied uh, to the province for some money around autonomous vehicles. And uh, the province, you know, didn't want to take a backseat to autonomous vehicles like we really did to to tech, you know, to Silicon Valley 20 years ago. We said, well, this is going to be a pretty big thing, autonomous vehicles. There's going to be a lot of businesses related to that. Let's start, let's see what we have to do. Let's start taking stock of what we already have. And same, same as life science. We already have a lot. We have the leaders in some of this stuff across the street at McMaster Automotive Research Center. Literally some of the smartest people in the world working on autonomous vehicle and drivetrains and you know the, the cars of the future. Um, and we also have some companies in Southwestern Ontario that we work with that are leaders in um, you know, smart city, smart mobility, and, and they have to go together, right? An autonomous vehicle doesn't see around the corner. An autonomous vehicle asks the camera around the corner, are there any pedestrians in the street? So, so this has turned into a huge thing, and this has become the Center for Integrated Transportation and Mobility, or CITM.ca. That was another big chunk of funding that came to Hamilton and landed at Innovation Factory so we can grow that part of the ecosystem. Um, and, and then what's happened recently that, that people have seen is that early work we did with the Synapse Life Science Consortium, it paid off because we were applying to the federal government for some funding, not for us to grow our organization, but for us to fund other smaller companies and projects, which is really where the money needs to land. And that was the $6 million announcement we did with FedDev for Innovation Factory and specifically via the Synapse Life Science Consortium. So, you know, we went from an organization with a fairly small budget to a couple of interesting, you know, chunks of money to help, um, I would say, to build an ecosystem that was already acknowledged to exist, right? So, you know, some people go, oh, you got some money, you can maybe, you know, add some economic prosperity. And I would say, no, 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 we got the money because it was happening here and the government saw that this was the best place to amplify their cash was to put it in a place that's already winning. So, it, you know, man, it just feels like the city's on fire these days and it's a good fire. When you meet a young entrepreneur, one of the things they lack obviously is knowledge, but you can teach that one-on-one -on -one or even one-to-many and you know, behind closed doors, but it's networking. And so a lot of us older entrepreneurs, you know, we run into a problem. We're like, I'm going to talk to my buddy who has a company that does that. And we pick up the phone and we call on those resources. Well, a lot of these young entrepreneurs haven't done that networking. So one of the things we want to fast track is, of course, their knowledge and understanding of things, but who's in their network? And that's why you see us do so many events, which are part training, part networking event, right? Lions, there's a perfect example of that. We could just sit in a closed room and pick the best company and give them the money and the cash. And instead, we would do it with all this pomp and circumstance. Prior to COVID was a big gala where we all got in the same room and, you know, 550 people got dressed up and had a wonderful dinner. And then we put these companies on stage. So that was hugely valuable, uh, both for the companies to get that attention, both for our, our existing corporations in the city to they would be asking, how can I help these companies? And then the best thing is the people outside the city that would see what's going on in Hamilton. And I had so many people go, you guys really punch above your weight in that city because you know, we don't have giant technology companies in our backyard like a, a Waterloo did. Everything that's here is kind of built from the ground up and has, has been a grassroots success. So those events are really important to that. And uh, you know, they just, they make everybody sort of proud to be part of the community and chipping in on, on these startups. If you're trying to build a company and you are looking for quality of life for your employees, 
I would say there's no reason to put that company, uh, you know, at the corner of, you know, university and college. But if you do that, what are you, are you ex expecting from your employees? You're expecting them probably not to have families because it's only condos for the next 10 kilometers. You're expecting them to have huge salaries, which hopefully you're willing to pay because it's going to be super expensive, or they're going to have a horrible commute. Um, and so if you want to build a company and, and you want people to have a quality of life, I think you want them to be in a city the size of Hamilton that has all the cultural things that we all love and brag about, has, you know, housing that's affordable. I mean, today it's, things are kind of crazy, but again, it's always, you know, a small percentage of the crazy going on in, uh, in other cities. And we've got so many rural areas so close too. So with a marginal commute, you can actually get quite a bit. So, you know, it's, I see people that move to the city specifically because they want to be part of this city. Um, there's a company I saw that moved their business from Ottawa to Hamilton because he was working remotely from Hamilton. And when he bought out the company, he said, I'm moving the whole company to Hamilton and people from Ottawa will be our remote workers and all the new staff are going to be hired in Hamilton because they get you know, all these things I just mentioned. So I, I think there's a lot of value. It's, it is already a knowledge town. You look at the college and university, McMaster and Mohawk, we are pumping out some of the smartest people in the world across a whole bunch of different categories. If you need to get to the United States, we're just a, <laughs> an hour away from the border. Uh, if you don't like the flights from Toronto, the flights from Buffalo will get you, you know, uh, anywhere you need to go. So we're just kind of smack dab in the middle of it without being that, you know, gridlock of being stuck in downtown Toronto. The one I always like to tell is uh, Mariner Endosurgery because it came out of the Synapse Life Science competition. So that competition is different than just an ordinary business competition. We take a scientist or, or the innovator, which in the life science is usually a scientist. We pair them up with a business student to work on a plan. So we take these very academic people that have a lot of domain experience, not as much business experience, and we bring the business experience into their business. So we help build a team before the competition even starts. And they leave as a better company. So it's not a competition where they just win or don't win. They leave as a better company, hands down. Well, this company, Mariner Endosurgery, um, uh, uh, Mitch Wilson, who's now the CEO, Mitch was the student, the recent graduate of, of DeGroote, um, who we brought in with a scientist who had an idea about how to do surgery different. And so you combine those two people, Mitch, who's you know, operationally and uh, amazing and as a, as a executive or, or CEO, really good. And you have the scientist who was actually a surgeon who said, no, no, I can validate you need this tool because I need this tool and I'm a surgeon. And that turned into a real company. So that was an example of, we, we built this company here in Hamilton. I mean, obviously tiny amount of hard work compared to the founders, but this company exists because we help, you know, light that spark. So I love that story. And Mitch is a tenant at the McMaster Innovation Park. And I've watched that company grow. And I've watched that company go from being an idea to being used in surgical suites and literally saving people's lives. So that one's really cool. And I love to, I love to tell that story. Um, you know, another good one is um, uh, Nick's color sensor. So Matt Sheridan came in as a student with an idea for color matching and his mom was a designer. And he's like, I don't understand why I can't just aim my cell phone at a color and have the phone tell me the color. Like, yeah, sounds like a cool product. Go investigate if you could do it. And he's an engineer, a brilliant engineer. And he did. And he was like, yeah, you can't actually because, you know, shadows and light and everything varies. It's going to be 10 different colors depending on angle and everything. But he, but he said, but there are these sensors we can get and let's put them on this cool little diamond shaped cube and hold it against the wall and block out that light. 
And what he ended up creating with this little handheld device is more accurate than these big $10,000 boxes you see at a, at a paint store. And so I love those stories, right? And why is it good? Because it was a real business problem. Uh, he's a brilliant engineer with using the latest state-of-the-art technology. I mean, he came out of school knowing this stuff and turned that into a business that employs, you know, like 30, 40, I'm probably wrong nowadays, but, but a lot of people. So a student now employs a lot of people in Hamilton and he's not selling in Hamilton. I mean, he is, but his real markets around the world. I mean, he's like selling to paint companies in Mexico. That's what we want, right? We don't want this. This isn't like, you know, um, your local restaurant, you know, buy local, which you should. This is about, no, no, sell, sell far away, impress the people in Germany, impress people in Mexico, all over the world. So he's an, uh, you know, another, another great example, but I've, I've got a lot and they're all my favorites for, you know, different reasons. So Sophie is the Southern Ontario Pharmaceutical and Health Innovation Ecosystem. And that was um, a result of us applying to the federal government to say uh, we could fund a lot of projects. And because of the ecosystem we have here, which is based on the Synapse Life Science Consortium, we can get those projects into play at hospitals, at research institutions. So we're not just gonna sort of have people come up with ideas. We're gonna take later stage businesses that need the support of a hospital or the university to really get to commercialization and we're gonna be able to fund them. And typically Innovation Factory hasn't played in that space. If you need funding, we tell you to go find some different government funding. We've got all kinds of partners that can fund you, but we don't dispense the funds. Well, the federal government gave us money to dispense these funds. And so we were given 6 million over the next three years. And that is gonna light up. I think it, you know we've got an earmark for about 50 different projects and I could be wrong on that number, but that means 50 businesses will get you know catapulted forward to work on uh, in real environments to prove their technology so that it can be sold to someone like whoever they proved it with. So you know, let's say they prove this works inside the hospital. The goal is maybe this product should be sold to hospitals around the world. So to get access to the partners in the consortium, huge, right? You look at Mohawk, which is a leader in digital health and already involved in a ton of projects uh, in the digital health space. Digital health would be things like registering for vaccines, right? Big deal right now. Um, testing, you know, systems, all these systems need to be managed on computers and information be shared. And Mohawk's already built vaccine tracking systems. So there's just a ton of great partners. And obviously, you know, the, the scientific research going on at McMaster is top of the world, right? Um, so this money is really going to help connect some real businesses or, or projects, get them involved, give them some cash to move them forward. And in the end, you know, have these better companies at the end of it. I think we were given the money because we proved that we've got the partners behind us that can make that can make these projects happen. And something happened a few years ago. There was a similar program run out of Markham, and it's 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 not limited to your area. We could pick projects from all over Ontario, and we got a huge number of projects in Hamilton picked for that fund. So we literally you know took money from that fund to boost Hamilton companies. I think this time they just went let's just go directly to Hamilton. They seem to have you know what's going on there. So it's it really exciting and really big opportunity for Hamilton. I, th I think our future is, um, first of all, a lot more people in the world knowing what is going on here, right? Uh, Hamilton isn't a name that necessarily pops up when you think of these hotbeds of entrepreneurship um, because it was always focused on, you know, just pure tech, mobile apps and stuff like that. I think people are going to have more of these stories, like the story of Mitch and the story of Nick's, and they're going to know that they all came from this interesting space where gee, it was all happened within, you know, a few square miles of, of the city. 
And, and that'll be a name people know. And when people want to make something happen, that's where they're going to go. That's what Silicon Valley is now for the computer technology space. If imagine when you're talking about life science technology, like, oh, we got to go pay a visit to Hamilton and see what's going on there. Uh, I, I think we're there now. I just don't think enough people know about what goes on in these buildings, including the citizens of Hamilton. They don't, you know, someone said, I always drove by McMaster Innovation Park. I never knew what went on in there. And uh, I think I think more and more people are going to be pretty familiar with what, what went on in there because there'll be a lot of great news stories associated with it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, go to povhamilton.com.